It's Sex and Sarah Rose. I'm Sarah Rose, and really quick before we get into this episode, I know you may have found my podcast because you were looking for some interesting information about sex to listen to, but what you may not know is that I actually work with a lot of men to help them tap into their inner badass, have the sexual confidence that they've always desired to have, and to know once and for all that she isn't faking it. I have two distinct programs to help men. The first is for men who are ready to take the first step towards igniting their powerful sexual energy and getting better in bed. It's called Sex Stallion Training and it's an online program for you to do on your own time in the privacy of your home without a partner. This is for men that are single, in a relationship, or dating people. The second is called Man on Fire, which is the only sex university just for men. This six-month program is designed to help you become the ultimate sexual master. For six whole months, you train with me in live online sessions, and I will train you to be the best lover that she has ever had. So if you want the sex secrets that every woman wish you knew, and you wish that every woman had told you, this is where they are finally revealed. Check out more info at tantricactivation.com or just check out the show notes in the podcast app you're listening to this from now, and there will be links there for you. Thanks and enjoy the show. And I'm very excited to have with me again today, Aaron Hickok, the incredible founder of Games for Humanity and creator of Cards for Connection. We always play her intimacy deck here on the show. Aaron, thanks for being here with me today. And today is a very special day for you. Can you tell us more? Oh, I sure can. Uh, thank you for having me, Sarah Rose. Um, So you're right, today is a special day. It's my birthday. And if you were listening to the previous episode, you know that I bought myself a special birthday present. And um, I wanted to talk a little bit about that today because we're talking about self-love. And um, so I got myself a vibrator. It's the first vibrator I've gotten for myself for a long time you know, ever since like college, really, it's been years and years. And um, I finally got it in the mail. And it is, wow, it is really quite something to behold. It brings technology and sexuality together. It's a vibrator that actually, it's like kind of like a Fitbit for your lady bits. Nice. Mm-hmm. So I played with it a little bit. It's a rabbit style vibrator, which means it has that little top piece to give direct stimulation to the clitoris. And I have played with it a little bit and I've been fascinated by seeing my orgasms like on my, the screen of my phone. It's- That's gotta be really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's um it shows so it actually shows several different pieces of data. It like shows the the contractions so you can actually see that on the screen like how hard I'm squeezing. It also shows the temperature and also um the the movement of the vibrator like the rhythm of it. So I think that's really fascinating. I'm so excited to play with it like you know for like at least a month 
and also be able to see it tracks like the time of day, like how long the orgasm is. So I'm really curious to see what that information looks like over time, not just like in the moment. So do you find yourself being competitive with your orgasms? Like, I didn't do as good of a job this time. Oh no. I mean, I can see how, I can see how people would, but for me, it's really, it's really a discovery process. You know, if I'm just trying to like get into it and have an orgasm and be done, I'm just, I'm really just not into that. Like, I really like to have the time, like I set aside time for myself to, to be with myself. So the, the, if there is a competition, like the thing that propels me forward, it's to like discover like a new spot or a new rhythm or, you know, something, it's more about the discovery process than, you know, how big of an orgasm, because my orgasms are all really, really different. It's hard to even compare them. I I would love to be able to track my orgasms without having to have the vibrator, like still, you know, just be able to do it with self-pleasure or even during sex. Yeah, I think that, I mean, honestly, I think that would actually be even more up my alley than the vibrator because my, you know, I'm more about this, you know, self-pleasure in many ways. like the vibrator is actually the newest thing, you know, in the mix. So I am curious, I'll keep my, I'll keep my ears open. I feel like this technology, like this is something that was really only available in labs where people were like testing sexuality. So it was like really expensive lab equipment essentially. So I imagine that, that this will take off and then, uh, you know, competitors will follow and, that there'll be more options. Like I definitely would be into, I mean, what would that even, I don't know. What do you think that would look like? Well, I mean, it would just have to be, it would probably be connected to something like a Fitbit. I haven't used a Fitbit myself, so I don't know exactly how that works, but I don't know, something that's connected to you and can like measure heart rate and things like that. I mean, somehow like it, it should still be able to, measure everything without having to actually be the cause of the stimulation. I mean, it doesn't seem like it'd be that difficult. Have you ever tried, you know how like you can get those vibrator apps on your phone? Have you ever tried one of those? I haven't. I saw them. I was looking up the app that like hooks up to the, the lioness is the name of the one that I tried. And when I typed that in, there were like all these vibrator apps like to get the phone to be the actual vibrator. And I've never tried one. Have you? Yeah, I've tried a few of them and I actually really hate them. (laughs) Like like they're just, they don't do enough. Like it's just more irritating than anything. It's like, okay, there's like, I'm feeling like I'm getting turned on, but it's not enough to actually bring me to climax. But then when I turn that off and go to just, like use my hands to stimulate myself and then it's like kind of numbed out my clit it's a yeah. weird sensation and I do not like it at all yeah I think this I mean this gets into why I've not used a vibrator for a really long time because it is that kind of numbing sensation 
Oh my God. I have this um, Theragun. You know what Theragun is? No. <laughs> Tell me more. Crazy intense massager. So it's like deep muscle massage. And it looks like a drill. Like it's massive and it's like crazy intense. Like we'll turn your muscles to jello kind of thing. Yeah. But it, of course it has that vibrating sound to it. And so I love to use it on my feet. And like from so many years of using vibrator, just the sound of the vibration turns me on. And so like I'll be using it on my feet and like getting super turned on just because I still have that association. Mm-hmm. And like, so one night I was like, I'm just going to try this. Like I couldn't, couldn't stop myself anymore. I'm like, I've got to just try this at least once and see what it's like. <laughs> and oh my God, like I definitely don't recommend it because I think you could probably like harm yourself. So I'm not endorsing this <laughs> to be very clear, but like I had some crazy fucking intense orgasms. <laughs> but then I was like, I'm never doing that again because I will probably just like totally like numb out my clit forever. <laughs> oh gosh. Wow. Yeah. Gun. I mean, I'm sure people are like writing this down. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say like the thing about that that intensity. You know, honestly, the um, the version that I got, the vibrator that I got, it allows me on my phone to adjust. It's got like a low, medium, and high setting, and on my phone, I can adjust what that means right like it's not just small medium large and it's already set um you can adjust it and i had to turn all of them way way down to like the lowest setting even for when i push high setting because it just it was just so it was just so intense that stimulation i really you know i like kind of more of an all over stimulation um you know, not just the clit and super, super intense. Yeah. yeah. Kind of similar, similar reasons. It's like, I don't want to, I don't want to turn off my sensitivity because I'm very, very sensitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've like, I, I'm interesting because I'm very orgasmic. Like I can come very easily just with touch. I can come without touch at all. Like just have energy orgasms, but I also like a lot of like intense stimulation. Like I really like, I'm like hard and fast. Like I like BDSM play where it's like the intensity of it, like the pain intensifying the pleasure. So it's a, I feel like I've got a really wide spectrum of where I find pleasure. Mm, I like hearing about this. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. I'm like, I'm one of those people, if we also like, you know, how we do sex can be related to how we do everything. And um, I find I'm in a similar boat where I'm like a very highly sensitive person, but I also love intensity like not just on my clitoris, but like in my life, like I seek out like more intensity in situations um, than a lot of people, you know, than a lot of people do, even though I am really sensitive, you know, we might think that we'd retreat if that were true. But I think there's, they do, there's a book about highly sensitive people. 
And then there's, there's a small percentage of those people who are highly sensitive and they are sensation seeking that they're wanting more and more and to, to really experience, like you said, the full spectrum of what's possible. Yeah, I'm definitely sensation seeking. Like that's the thing. I mean, right now during quarantine, I'm not doing this, but like BDSM play, but also jujitsu, you know, like I want to be in there like being choked, choking, (laughs) feeling like all my senses being engaged when I'm grappling with somebody. Uh, I usually do cryotherapy every single day, like start out my day with three minutes in the cryo chamber. So like I do these things that are super high intensity and I really like it. (laughs) So I can see why this quarantine has been extra hard on you. Yeah. <laughs> staying at home I mean when like every day you've been like let's go like far below zero and then let's like have a fight with some big dudes <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then let's fuck after <laughs> yeah, right Ugh. oh my god it's yeah it's um I I feel like the first month even beyond the first month of quarantine like I had it together, you know, it's doing pretty well, like, all right, you know, I've got a lot of things that I need to catch up on, a lot of stuff that I need to focus on for business and, you know, just really taking the opportunity of extra time to do all the stuff that I was behind on. And so that was amazing. And then also did like incredible things to grow the business during this time as well. So I've been really, really productive but like now nah, it's I'm def- it's definitely catching up with me of like okay like I really want to go dancing you know like I just want to have incredible sex like I want to do jujitsu so bad <laughs> uh, so yeah I'm definitely feeling it's uh it's starting to catch up so and I get it like people everyone's feeling like that um but we'll make it, we'll make it through this. I mean, I'm, I'm blessed in so many ways, so (laughs) you can't complain, but it still is just like, oh my God, I just really miss some of, some of my other life, the past life. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think this really plays well into our topic today of self-love because loving ourselves and being patient with ourselves as we're adjusting to what's going on, but also, you know, you know, being more productive, I think that's really awesome. But I think like all of this kind of comes in like, you know, it ebbs and flows. There's like waves of it and being able to really show ourselves deep love and appreciation wherever we're at in our process is really important, especially with, you know, such intense things going on. Yeah, it is. I mean, just being able to have unconditional love for every single part of ourselves, no matter what's going on in life, like that is really what's important. And I'm glad that I have that foundation and that grounding of just like, all right, you know, I get it. Like, 
things it's it's a bit of a struggle right now things are different and we don't there's so much uncertainty and still just like being able to love myself in all of that and that's something that is really important to me when working with clients is that they're we always set the the stage in self-love so their their journey begins with the journey of self-love and it's like love is the fundamental foundation that heals everything right it's like the source of the source of thriving of life it's the source of what you know as humans connects us to each other and it's what creates just the the magic in life but for many people it's really really difficult to love themselves and they approach everything in life from a space of actually hating themselves you know and really just being turned on themselves and so much um you know, illness and dysfunction tends to stem stem from that place. Yeah, I can, you know, the thing that comes to mind is like friends of mine who are so wonderful. And it's, you know, even in my own life, you know, to different degrees, but people who do something just amazing, but their inner critic is just like tearing apart the thing that they just did. And I can see how how that would be something that comes up a lot in sexuality and why you would focus so much on that in your work. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely living in a sex-negative society that has been anti-sex for, like, the last 10,000 years. It's really easy to hate ourselves specifically when we come to sexuality and like that really impacts the rest of our lives because our sex is so such an integral part of us like our sexual sexuality is so normal and it's so important to us and yet if we've been taught that there's something wrong with us for being sexual that we're bad we're dirty we're sinful because of our sexual nature then it's really difficult to love ourselves in any other aspect of our lives. It's like, you know, basically like we have just been forced to turn against our own bodies. And even now in this current society where, you know, there is a lot more sexual freedom and sexual liberation, it still has the emotional residue of shame and guilt and self-hatred underneath it for a lot of people. You know, it's like, okay, I'm going to, you know, rebel against it. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do. But then they still have these feelings afterwards of, of just the shame or like I've done something wrong or, you know, I'm dirty because I've done this. And sourcing self-love is is really the only way to to get through that and like with love integrating all of these parts of ourselves so like taking the part of you that you hate and just loving that part unconditionally and not trying to change it in any way and that's where we see a lot of you know like new age ideology is often talked about in you know like love and light terms and it's almost like forcing everything to be in love forcing everything to be in light and that really isn't loving it's actually controlling and so like instead of trying to force every aspect of you to be 
love, loving every aspect of yourself. That's where the difference, that's where like true love is sourced from. So like no matter what it is that's going on, no matter what it is that you're feeling, whatever it is that you're experiencing, loving that part of you unconditionally. Mm, Yeah, this is, I think it's talked about um, kind of in the mainstream as like spiritual bypassing. Yeah, it's definitely spiritual bypassing. And you see so many people do that where they're just like, oh, you know, everything's love, everything's light, everything's great, you know, and they're like really like trying to program themselves to just be in the state of love all the time. And that's just not possible for one. It's in no way natural. It completely disconnects us from our humanity like our humanity is full spectrum our humanity is angry it's grief it's ultimate bliss and pleasure it's disgust it's rejection like you know there's so many aspects of us that are human that are very normal and yet we try to often people try to avoid anything that is unpleasant and trying to avoid it actually just gives it more power and more strength by like trying to repress it and push it away resistance creates more resistance and it actually gets bigger when if we can integrate all parts of ourselves give everything all of our emotions a place to be a space in our lives where they can be used in a healthy and productive way rather than trying to disown or disassociate from different parts of ourselves then we're actually able to be a fully embodied human and use the power from all of that from because these are really powerful emotions that we're talking about like there's a lot of strength in these things and if we're like trying to you know disown them we're actually just missing out on a lot of of what we can use, a lot of the fuel that we can use in life if we're the ones consciously in control of what's going on rather than being controlled by these things. You know, it's even like, especially anger. Like anger is such a powerful emotion. And when people you know, try to not feel angry. Well, first of all, it's just never going to happen. <laughs> like, you know, there's, there are a lot of things in the world to be angry about, right? Like there's so much injustice and like, it's just denial and delusion to think that you're never going to be angry again. And what happens is when people disassociate from these parts of themselves they lose the ability to self-regulate and when you don't know how to self-regulate when you don't know how to self-soothe then those when you get triggered by something you feel overpowered by your anger you feel overpowered by your grief and so they they take over instead of you being the one that is consciously in control of how to use these powerful emotions This is so needed, Sarah Rose. I would say as like the work that I do in the world, I would say that the number one people, the number one thing that people misunderstand about the work that I do in creating these games. And I do, I do something called emotional alchemy, 
the number one thing is that people think that, oh, because I have like rainbows around me and because I'm talking about these positive things that, um, you know, it must be like positive vibes only, right? Like that kind of spiritual bypass. And, you know, when people hang around me long enough, they find out very quickly that actually the reason why I am so happy with my life, the reason why I am able to be present even in the middle of a quarantine is because I have made friends with the shadow or what I like to call it. I call it the pain bow. I call it like, I call that taking our power back from the, our places of pain. Like you said, anger is such a beautiful emotion. Boy, it's like rocket fuel. It is so awesome to fuel up something that we're doing and like to take that emotion. And if we don't, it comes out sideways. Like if there's no, you can't actually deny it and have it not come out. Like it's going to show up and it's going to attract experiences for a person to be able to deal with it. And it'll keep on circling back again and again and again until we finally do address it. We do face it. And like you said, we integrate it so that we can regulate ourselves, that we have the power, that we can regulate ourselves in these kinds of situations and be able to move forward using that power instead of disowning it. Yes, absolutely. And I love in the tantric tradition, the the tantric goddesses represent these different emotions that we have. And it's like it it's a it was one of the traditions that really understands the humanity and the importance of our humanity and doesn't shame it or make it less than in any way. It's like because it isn't something that's like, oh, well, you aren't godlike if you feel this way. It's like, no, God is this. <laughs> God is anger. You know, goddess is ultimate pleasure. Goddess is uh, just death and grief and sorrow you know it's like the humanity of us is completely worthy of ultimate status and it's like one of those rare places where you can find a tradition that really honors our humanity in such a way and it's really powerful to like read the stories um the mythology of you know the different gods and goddesses and how they express themselves and it's like not being disconnected from from these important parts of us yeah thank you so much for bringing that bringing that to our presence like through your podcast and the work that you do like creating these spaces where we're using this, these ancient texts and this, you know, new technologies, uh, combining them together to really bring people to a place of ultimate self-love so that they can, you know, bring their highest and best version of themselves. That includes everything. It includes everything. It includes acceptance of, of who people are. I think that is, that's like just, I want to just clap and cheer you. <laughs> Uh, for bringing this to the masses because it is it's just like that the self-love especially for those parts that have been disowned is just so important 
Yeah, and like when you can see how self-regulation and self-soothing are very natural in children. So like kids, they get, when they get upset, they like really cry, they get angry, and then they go back to feeling good and they start playing again, you know, so self-regulation is like really going into an emotional state and then naturally going back into the state that feels good. But this gets disrupted in most people because we're told that certain parts of us, certain emotions that we have are not okay. And so we stuff down these experiences and then we are not able to self-regulate anymore because we've lost that ability. We become disconnected from it. You know, and then we fly into rage or just become overwhelmed by emotion. And then like this creates this conditioning that in order to to be loved, we have to be happy, that everything has to work in our favor to be happy. But of course, that is not the reality of, of the universe, of planet Earth. Like, it's definitely not the reality of what goes on here on this planet. And so, but if we have the ability to self-regulate and self-soothe, then we can just naturally drift back into happiness again. And that was one of the most important important aspects of um, personal development that I went through myself was like really allowing myself to feel after years and years and years of suppressing my emotions and how I felt and feeling like there was something wrong with me. If I felt a certain way, felt certain emotions and that I was going to get in trouble if I expressed emotions, Mm -hmm. things like that. And like through my tantric practices of like really going deeply into my pain, into my grief, into my anger, into my disgust, into my shame, into my guilt, all of these things, like really fully owning them and feeling them. And like that has just created such a more interesting person, um, a more powerful person, a more confident person. Someone who's just like, I'm just like me doing my thing in the world and really don't give a fuck like <laughs> about what, what others think or, you know, like any of that, like, because all this, all the stuff that used to hold me back, because it's what we do. We hold ourselves back so we can to seek the approval of others and we people do this in relationship all the time. They hold themselves back. They shut themselves down mm. to keep the relationship packed. And then what we see happens is relationship dies because there's there's no there's no life there anymore. And so this is an important aspect for all of us to to understand. And like being able to express yourself in a safe and controlled environment where you're not causing harm to other people, it's actually a real expression of self-love. I love that so much. I can't tell you how many people I've met and they just realized like, oh, I was like married to this person for a decade. And then they just realized that like, I was actually pretending to be someone and they were pretending to be someone. And no wonder we're unhappy because everything is based on not what's not even real. It's like what we're all pretending to be. And that, 
yeah, that just leads to sadness and disruption and it's not built on any anything solid. Yeah, it it really isn't. And that is why we see so many relationships that are just hollow and people are just absolutely miserable. So, but, it, you know, like just learning to love all the different aspects of yourself, there's so much freedom in that. Freedom, power, sovereignty, all the things that we really crave, it starts with self-love. I'm feeling a story coming on, Sarah Rose. Do you have a personal story to share with us about your own self-love experience? Mm, Let's see. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, it's like a, a I feel like now it's a lot more natural. Like it's just part of who I am. I don't really think about it anymore. Sometimes I do... I sometimes like I need to get more into giving myself the time and space to do the things that um, I really enjoy that are you know more diverse and I think it's just kind of like building up right now because of the quarantine I think before quarantine I was like better at at being more diversified (laughs) and right now I'm just feeling like okay all I'm just you know in creation mode nonstop, which is something that I love but I I really am someone that craves diversity in like how I'm experiencing pleasure and so I'm a little bit frustrated (laughs) with that right now Um, and so I need to to kind of sit and figure out how to how to create that in my life and I just haven't taken the time or space to do it so that is a goal of mine for this weekend because yeah I'm definitely feeling it today of like all right I I need to do this I'm at the I'm at a point now where I need to make some shifts so I'd say that is like that's a big aspect of self-love right there is just having that recognition of all right something is out of balance and I'm going to give myself the time and space to change that and to do what I need to do to be happy, to enjoy pleasure in my life, to have, you know, just the seek out the different, seek out and allow in the different experiences that I want to be having and feeling right now. And yeah, I think the whole like boredom component of it has just kicked in and I'm just like, uh, I've got to have some, I've got to have change of pace. <laughs> so that is my self-love story for right now is like, okay, I'm going to make a change. Like my body, my brain is craving this and I'm going to, going to give it what it wants and desires. Mm-hmm. Sarah Rose, I love your authenticity and your willingness to be real with us. Like, hey, this self-love, like this is a process and that you're still working on it for yourself. Um, I really appreciate you. It, was, it would have been just so easy for you to say, oh yeah, here's the thing. Uh, and you know, you, you know, you obviously conceptually know the ins and outs of this but to really share where you're honestly at is just I want to just appreciate you 
Yeah, I mean, it's just like the reality of it is like, I feel fucking bored right now. <laughs> I hate being bored. <laughs> yeah. Well, can I share something I'm doing uh, for me that's like self-love? Yes. Really been loving. Um, so this past week, every night before I go to bed, I have been taking a bubble bath. And uh, you guys, this is not just like, oh, I'm like, you know, turning on the water and hopping in the bathtub. Like I am giving myself like an hour and a half. I'm having like a really hot bath. I'm having Epsom salts and I've got this like really great peroxide thing. It's like a high percentage value of peroxides that actually oxygenates my body and essential oils and candles. And I do self massage and I turn on music and it's like, it's like a whole sensual experience. And I think I was like having a, a similar thing, like you were talking about, like this kind of feeling like I need to do something different than I was doing. I was just like going to bed and it has felt really good to like take all this time for myself. It feels like almost like decadent, like, like very luxurious. I feel almost like, you know, like naughty, <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, I don't know. It's just, it feels, it feels really, really good. And, you know, I know that that's, it's not something that, that is going to last, like, it's not going to have that same novel feeling if I keep doing it, you know, straight for a month, but it is nourishing me right now. It's like a level of, it's it's just like upping my self-care and my self-love and it is feeling really good right now. Mm, That sounds great. Sounds super delicious. And you're having a birthday party? I am. Oh, yeah. I am having a birthday party tonight. I am really excited about this because I'm I'm making the best of it being quarantine. And I decided to do a digital party where I'm inviting my friends like all over the world. You know, I usually I go on tour. I have friends like all over. And usually I have like a physical a party in a physical location, obviously, but it's it's kind of fun to have a digital party and inviting people to come and to play. And, um, you know, I'm playing obviously like the let's talk about sex cards, um, the intimacy deck in one room at this digital party. In another room, I'm playing the regular cards for connection game. I'm having a room that's like everybody is just like adoring me and like leaving me words of affirmation. Mm. Yeah. So that's a pretty fun, that's like taking that self-care, like the thing, like self-love and really enrolling other people in, into my own self-love by telling them exactly what I want. I am so excited. So thank you for doing this. And I'm just going to be so selfish right now and just be like, I'm really glad you're doing this for me, Erin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come play with my friends. Sarah this is the party that I need right now. <laughs> <laughs> you mean a lot of people who are, love your emotions, accept you as you are and want to go really deep, really fast. <laughs> yes. I'm so excited. I can't wait for tonight. <laughs> I'm I'm so excited for you to come and play and yeah, be with me in this digital space. I feel like 
I mean, maybe there could even be some love connections in there. I know some pretty great people from all over and, you know, maybe even a few from your neck of the woods. Will there be uh, rooms available to explore that if so desired? Oh, yes. I have <laughs> private rooms for people to connect uh, a little bit more personally. I do have some people helping me manage the, the breakout room, so we'll create extra rooms for, for that, and people can just go in and out um, of the rooms as they please. Nice. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to be really great. Yeah, I, one thing that I have done, well, two things, actually. So I ordered a, because I love to get massages, like I usually get a massage every week, like Sunday morning, that's my thing. It's mm-hmm. my church, uh, you know, like after a week of jujitsu. Sunday is usually the only day that I take off of training. And so I get a massage on Sunday. So I've been really missing that as well. But I ordered a massage, like one of those foot massage things where you like actually put your feet inside the boot and it like massages your whole foot. So that just got delivered. Um, I haven't gotten to try it out yet, but I'm excited about that. And then I ordered a new set of sheets, which I have these favorite sheets that I just really, really love. And like, I was just like, you know what? It just felt like I wanted a new set of sheets that was just like clean and fresh and somehow like starting over (laughs) again. Because there's a lot of history in those sheets. <laughs> so I am excited. Um, I ordered them last night. They should be here in a few days. And they're so luxurious. And it's like slipping into bed with these sheets is just amazing. So I'm excited about that. And excited to create new stories <laughs> in these new sheets. <laughs> Oh, very, very nice. I'm excited uh, for the future tales to come from those from those sheets and from your experiences. Yeah. And I feel a little titillated right now. <laughs> All right. It sounds like it is time to ask the professor. We had some really great questions this week on and they're really on alignment with this topic so sarah our first question comes from scout who says he just hates himself he can't stand to look at himself in the mirror he's repulsed by his cock and he just doesn't know what to do yeah and this is like actually really really common Um, There's a lot of people that feel this way. And when, like, when we see, we see anger in a couple in two different ways, typically in men, and it's either projected onto others, outward onto others or inward onto themselves. Um, And so, you know, when we see all the violence that happens in the world, that's clearly the outward expression of it. And when it's projected inward, it shows up like this of self-hatred, 
of just being repulsed by yourself, feeling, just feeling like you're absolutely disgusting. And it's unfortunately so common. And so really, this is something that takes time, but it's why I work with people starting from a place of self-love and starting to develop those patterns in yourself. I mean, I have definitely been there, just like experiencing the self-hatred, hating myself for decisions that I've made that have impacted my life. And, you know, just like, it's, it's really hard to experience pleasure, experience love, experience joy when you're caught up in the cycle of, of hating yourself. So I have a lot of empathy for, for people that are there, but there is, you can create patterns of love in your brain and in your body. And it's, again, like we we're talking about before, really loving all aspects of yourself, like loving the part of you that feels disgusted, that feels repulsed, the, loving the part of you that hates yourself, loving the part of you that can't stand to look at yourself in the mirror. And starting there, I remember times where like when really when my journey was just beginning of like, not being able to see that I was beautiful at all. And it's like so foreign to me now because like now like I I see, I'm able to see my beauty, like not just physical, but like just the beautiful person that I am. And, but that has come from a lot of these practices that we talk about in the podcast that we talk, that I teach guys in the Man on Fire program. And it's, you know, but it really is rooting into the self-love and, and just beginning to, to just to even imagine yourself taking yourself in your arms and starting from a place of reparenting as a baby, holding your your inner child, your baby child, yourself as a baby in your own arms and speaking lovingly to that baby. Speaking lovingly to yourself as a child, you know, just the the joy, the exuberance, giving yourself the words of affirmation that you needed to hear at that phase of your life. You know, same with young adulthood, like seeing yourself as as an adult and your accomplishments and the things that you have done and loving yourself and giving yourself the words of affirmation that you need there. And so it's a process. It's not an overnight thing, but it's absolutely something that's available to us and is possible. And and that's where confidence comes from. Most guys come to me because they want sexual confidence. And you cannot have sexual confidence if you don't have self-love. And so that like, this is really where it begins. Sarah, this is a, the perfect segue, I think, going into our next topic, um, our next question, rather, from Robert, who says, because he hears you, he hears you talk about self-love, and he feels like this is a feminine thing, and it's really not something for guys, and he just wants to know your opinion on that. 
Yeah, and I totally get that. Like we live in a culture that love has been somehow made to be a feminine aspect. And, you know, we have like the romance novels or romantic comedy movies and they're considered chick flicks. And, you know, so like love has been turned into something that is for women um, and there's this story of men being aloof and men not wanting love men are you know just wanting the physical connection just sex and that's it and that's really not true it's not true of humanity like humanity is love is connection is intimacy and when we're disconnected from that it feels really painful and it's not dependent on gender at all so it's really one of these cultural things that we have a lot of work to do around what i see in the man on fire program is that guys begin to love themselves and they become men that are more open to to being better in bed like they're they're just naturally sourcing from this space of love the ability to be an incredible lover and like that is really attractive to women women really really want that so it's definitely not feminine it's very much human to love yourself I love that, Sarah Rose. And I think that really it's worth hitting the point home about like self-love and confidence really being intertwined. And, you know, we're not talking about like cockiness. We're talking about confidence and that that comes from a place of really loving ourselves first and that it is possible even for our friends like Robert and Scout that through diligence and maybe even by hiring a coach for some extra support can shift from a place, from that place of more darkness to a place of a lot of self-love and a lot of self-confidence to be living the life that they really desire. Yeah. I mean, and that is a thing that is the number one thing that men want is to be sexually confident and like it just, it has to be sourced from, from authenticity because women can sense when it's not. And unfortunately, most men do not have examples of, of real authentic self-confidence in, in men. Like most of the men out there that are, you know, in some sort of leadership position of high profile, they, it's the confidence that they show it's not a real, like, it's not source internally. It's a mask that they put on. It's like this, this mask of narcissism. It's being like, it's manipulation. It's cockiness, like you said, and it's very, very unattractive. Whereas true confidence that comes from within, like that type of man is very attractive to a woman that man is the hero you know he is the he is the man that a woman can surrender to the this other this other profile of man is is something that women don't want anything to do with you know maybe he he has power maybe he has money and you know some women maybe 
drawn to that for certain reasons, but they will also despise that man. And mm-hmm. like, where is a, a man that a woman actually really adores and wants to be with is a man that like really has, has done his personal development work and he's he's a man of character of integrity and goodness but also just strength and and that is what's really attractive Mm, i got all turned on just you talking about that kind of man (laughs) (laughs) like yes yes (laughs) show them to me i i love it beautiful yeah Mm, so Sarah Rose, why don't we get started with our favorite game? Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm going to select a card. For those of you uh, listening, this is the Intimacy Deck from Games for Humanity, which is my company. And there's all the details are in the show notes. So I'm going to run my fingers across the cards until I find one that's magnetic. Ooh, this is a good one. I'm curious for this one for you. I'd like to see growth in my sexuality around blank. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been like in a long-term relationship where we've gone really deep. So I've had... A lot of great interactions, incredible sex, fun experiences. But part of me, and and I do this all the time, like I kind of go back and forth. But right now, I'm definitely feeling like I would like to have a deeper connection and more of a long-term experience with somebody. So that way I can really do the practices that I like to do with people. And um but that I don't usually do if it's just kind of a, a short-term thing because, you know, I'm not necessarily wanting to create those bonds. And so, but like really doing the, the things that create deep intimacy and connection and the amazing sex. So that was actually going into 2020. I was like, yes, this is a year. Like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to actually spend more time and focus on that aspect um, of my life and then here we are in quarantine <laughs> uh-huh. so so yeah we'll see but but I I feel like I would like that yeah I um that's really similar to what I'm thinking as far as like my growth edge and this year it's funny because I actually said okay this is the year that I'm going to really like put myself out there, devote myself to dating and to being really clear for what I want in a long-term partnership. And yes, here we are in quarantine. (laughs) Well, I mean, because you and I both, like we've been so dedicated to our businesses and like to really be an entrepreneur, like it takes everything every moment of every day to to be successful in that and so I mean for me personally like relationship has taken the back seat um to my business and like 
I've still had, like I said, amazing encounters and sex and everything, but I, I know what it takes to have a successful relationship and I have not been willing to, to devote that much time and attention to something outside of my business. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. This has been a, a growth edge. I mean, today is not only my birthday, today is also the anniversary of creating the card deck, the very first card deck. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was, uh, it was my birthday party. I wanted a better game to play with my friends. And so that's what happens. And, you know, fast forward six years, here we are. And um, yeah, it's like, it's kind of like, like having a business is like, it's kind of like, you know, devoting yourself to a child. I mean, it's, it isn't actually a child, but in there's this way that it is an entity that I'm nurturing and growing. And it does feel like it's at a, at a place now where, you know, I can hire babysitters to come and like, you know, be the community manager in my group and help create content and like really grow it more as a team so that mama can step back and, and devote some extra time to, to, I mean, there's the time that it takes to, to cope, to, dedicate to cultivating a relationship and then there's also the time that it takes to to actively seek out and be present with potential partners yeah it takes it takes a lot of time and energy to to date it's like sex is easy you know it's like you can you know just at least for me like it's easy to have really good sex but like just all of the time and attention that it takes to you know meet somebody have conversations build up to the sex everything after the sex and like I had actually started that with somebody in Austin in January and now I've been gone for the last six weeks and so like you know that relationship we were we were working in and building and you know it felt it felt yummy and it was fun and I mean to be like totally honest like I don't know how much long-term potential there was there and so I was already at a point of like I I don't know how much I want to invest because I don't know if this is something for the long term and I was open to moving into exploration of that with other people but it's like you know it definitely is it's a thing where you've got you have got to invest in it for it to be successful yes Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Sarah, let's play one more card. I pulled this one for us and I think it's just perfect for today's episode. So this card is what I love about myself is blank. I love a lot about myself, actually. Uh, I love how motivated I am. I love how passionate I am. I love how much I help people. I love just like the true impact on people's lives that the work I give them is able to make. I love how hard of a worker I am and how intelligent I am and how I just never stop. I'm relentless in doing everything I need to do to just create bigger and better every single day of my life. Like I have so much passion and yeah, I really love that about myself. (laughs) 
That was an easy one. See, I've come so far. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you heard it, folks. That's her story, and she's sticking to it. Hey, it's Sarah again. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out the links in the show notes for everything we discussed in this episode. And you can also find out about how you can work with me. Until next time, lovers. Down tonight.